This is a recording of the surgery section of the Crozier Keystone Podiatry Manual. The first two sections that I'll cover in this episode are the surgical prophylaxis sections and perioperative management sections. So I guess we'll get started. What are the indications for the use of antibiotics? Implants, that being joint or internal fixation, prolonged surgery greater than two hours, trauma surgery, revisional surgery, an immunocompromised patient, extensive dissection required during surgery, intraoperative contamination, endocarditis. What is the antibiotic that is most commonly used for surgical prophylaxis? ANSEF is the antibiotic that is most commonly used for surgical prophylaxis. Which antibiotic is used if the patient has a penicillin allergy? Clindamycin is used if the patient has a penicillin allergy. What antibiotic is used if the patient has any concerns about MRSA? Vancomycin is used if there are any concerns about the patient having MRSA. Now we're into the perioperative management section. What pre-op orders are needed for an in-house patient? NPO after midnight, accept AM meds with sips of water, hold all AM hypoglycemics and cover with SSI if the patient has diabetes mellitus, AccuCheck on call to the OR if the patient has diabetes mellitus, Begin one-half normal saline at 60 milliliters per hour at 6. Labs, CBC with differential, PT, PTT, INR, and BMP. A chest x-ray, an EKG if necessary. Consult medicine for medical clearance if not already done. And have anesthesia see the patient if necessary. What are the indications for ordering a chest x-ray? Older than 40 years of age, a smoker, any history of cardiac or pulmonary disease. What are the indications for ordering an EKG? Older than 40 years of age for men, and older than 50 for women, and any history of cardiac disease. What is the most common time for postoperative myocardial infarction? Day three is the most common time after surgery uh, for myocardial infarction. How long should elective surgery be delayed following an MI or cabbage procedure? Elective surgery should, should be delayed six months following an MI or cabbage procedure. How do you calculate daily fluid input requirements? For the first 10 kilograms, you multiply that by 100, equaling 1,000 milliliters a day. For the second 10 kilograms, you multiply by 50, 
equaling 50 milliliters per day. And for the re remaining amount of kilograms, you multiply by 20, giving a variable amount of milliliters per day. As an example, if you had a 70 kilogram patient, you would require 1,000 plus 500 plus another 1,000 milliliters per day, equaling 2,500 milliliters per day. Okay, this next one is slightly different. It's how, to, how do you calculate the IV fluid input rate? You do that by using the 4-2-1 rule. For the first 10 kilograms, you multiply that by 4, giving you 40 milliliters per hour. For the second 10 kilograms, you multiply by 20, giving you 20 milliliters per hour. For the remaining kilograms, you multiply by 1, giving you a variable amount of milliliters per hour. So if you had a, a 70 kilogram patient, you'd have 40 plus 20 plus 50 milliliters per hour, giving you a total of 110 milliliters per hour. What other factors should be considered prior to surgery? Is the patient on any insulin, anticoagulants, steroids, or anything else that might put them at risk? Note any non-routine orders should be cleared with the patient's primary service first. What is the perioperative management for patients with diabetes? You'll have them MPO after midnight. You'll start D5W, one half normal saline in the morning. Do an ACU check. If the patient is insulin controlled, you will hold regular insulin, giving one half NPH dose and cover with an SSI. If oral controlled, hold oral meds and cover with an SSI. If diet controlled, cover with an SSI. What should be obtained prior to surgery on a patient with rheumatoid arthritis? A patient should have a surgical spine x-ray prior to surgery. What are the effects of long-term, high-dose course of steroids? Long-term therapy suppresses adrenal function. Risk of poor or delayed wound healing, decreased inflammatory processes, risk of infection due to a low white blood cell count that may mask infection are all complications due to a long-term high-dose course of steroids. What is the perioperative management for patients on long-term high-dose steroids? Perioperative IV steroids supplementation by giving hydrocortisone 100 milligrams IV the night before surgery, immediately prior to surgery, and then every eight hours until post-operative stress has been relieved. What is the perioperative management management for patients at risk for gout? Begin colchicine 0.6 milligrams by mouth daily, three to five days pre-op, and continue one week post-op. What is the perioperative management for patients with hypertension? If the patient has been on long-term diuretics, check for hypokalemia. Avoid fluids high in sodium 
and you may use one half normal saline at a low rate. When should aspirin be discontinued prior to surgery? Seven days prior to surgery due to irreversible binding to platelets. When should NSAIDs be discontinued prior to surgery? NSAIDs should be discontinued three days prior to surgery due to reversible, reversible binding to platelets. When should heparin be discontinued prior to surgery? Heparin should be discontinued eight hours prior to surgery, and you need to monitor the PTT. When should Coumadin be discontinued prior to surgery? Coumadin should be discontinued three to four days prior to surgery, and you need to make sure you monitor the PT and INR levels. What should the INR be for elective surgeries? The INR should be less than 1.4 for elective surgeries. What should be done if the INR is greater than 1.4 for elective surgeries? If necessary, transfuse fresh frozen plasma, giving one unit of fresh frozen plasma will decrease INR by approximately 0.2. Vitamin K can also be given, but it is slow acting. When should a patient with an INR greater than 1.4 be allowed to proceed to surgery? If the risk of not doing surgery outweighs the risk of excessive bleeding, example, if it is an emergency surgery and you have anesthesia approval, if the patient has peripheral vascular disease and the surgery is a simple debridement or amputation. Now, if the patient has peripheral vascular disease, make sure you have vascular surgeries approval for surgery. In this case, it is acceptable for the patient to bleed a little extra. If a patient with a high INR undergoes surgery, what lab should be carefully monitored? Hemoglobin and hematocrit should be monitored in a patient with a, in a, a high INR before surgery. When should a red blood cell transfusion be given? A red blood cell transfusion should be given if the hemoglobin is less than 8 or hematocrit is less than 24. Consider transfusing 1 to 2 units packed red blood cells. One unit of packed red blood cells will increase hematocrit by approximately 3 percentage points. What should be done if the patient is thrombocytopenic? Order a 6-pack of platelets, which is a concentration of 6 pooled platelet units in consult hematology.